Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Mike Marin, He's our guy. If he can't do it, nobody can. Me, 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 me. La, 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 la. La, 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 la. He's Mike Marin. He's our man. If he can't do it, nobody could. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. That's one of the... Is that something you've been learning at work? Is that how to sell an advert? Oh, so yeah. You're, wait, you're waiting for the, the bit to sort of... Uh, at the end to rhyme up, and it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Like the classic rah-rah-ree, kick him in the knee. Ra ra rollocks, kick him in the other knee. I thought it was bollocks. Hey, listen, I've just been I've been highly charged listening to some fantastic radio. Really? Yeah, your alma martyr, as the Americans would call it, uh, RTE Gold, oh. have, have started doing exactly what BBC Radio 2 do on a Saturday afternoon, but don't tell anyone. And they even use the same music, the sort of the pick of the pops, you know. And the countdown this week is from 1976. But I tell you what, not a bad song. This week, 1978. Okay, here's a top 10. Oh, fuck on, on a sec, it's gone. There it is. Here's a top 10 for you, right? Yeah. I mean... We're it on. Just, we're, we're recording. We're, this the, the show has started. This is the, the Keith Walsh podcast. This is how we roll. We just fucking get straight into it. No kissing, straight in. Okay, no, no foreplay. Yeah, this is like uh, Copplestone Jacks or whatever. What's it called? That place? Copperface Jacks. <laughs> I've <Copple>. never. <laughs> Cobblestone Jacks. <laughs> it's the Keith Walsh podcast. It's essential, like your breakfast. It will get you up and going, there's the things you didn't know Yeah, it's the Keith Walsh Podcast It's the Keith Walsh Podcast Give you energy like buck fast And if your head's in a pickle or you're looking for a giggle It's the Keith Walsh Podcast Yeah, it's like that yeah. with, with the uh, stuff has been lifted So you got to wear your mask in the corner But we don't, we go straight into shifting Straight in, yeah We'll talk about shifting and Copperface Jacks a little bit later. Oh, cool. Mike, have you got the the, the, the chart rundown for this week, 1970? What? 78. Okay, so when were you born? 73. Okay, so this wouldn't be in your memory like it was in my memory. I remember this like crystal clear. I remember going to see Grease the movie. This is putting it, you know, and it was quite a cold winter. I just moved to Ireland and uh, everything was beautiful. Um, so, I mean, I'm going to start with, with like, I mean, there's not a bad, the top 14, Crystal Gale, Talking in Your Sleep, Leo Sayer, and I can't stop loving you, Buzzcocks, Ever Fallen in Love with Someone, Sham 69, Hurry Up Harry, not one of their best, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Rose Royce, number 10, Love Don't Live Here Anymore. And this love, love, love Don't Live at number 10. <laughs> and then nine, Public Image by Public Image Limited. 
What a fucking tune. And then the Jacksons at eight, blame it on the boogie. So this was the end of disco, the beginning of punk. There was a massive shift going on. And then you got ELO, sweet talking woman. What a fucking tune. And in the middle of all this, you've got Dean Friedman. And we can thank our lucky stars that we're not as smart as we like to think we are. Followed by Donna Summer, MacArthur Park, one of the best slash worst songs ever written. But you can't, none of these songs, if they came on the radio, you would switch them off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Boontown Rats, Rat Trap, yeah. number four. June. Is that, that's the UK chart? Uh, this is the Irish charts. Um, Rasputin, Boney M. Ra, 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 Russia's Russian. Yeah, Russia's greatest love machine, I think. What a lot of fucking lyric. And they, <laughs> and they were Dutch. Who knew? Boney M were Dutch. Um, and, and the guy didn't actually sing. It was that's, another guy. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like yeah. a fake band, weren't they? Yeah, absolutely fake. Well, they like were real. Villy Manilli. Uh, no, the, the women. Manilli. Yeah, they were like a vanilla cart door. Yeah. Uh, and then the top two, of course, were, were dominated by Sandy. Can't you see my jealousy? Oh, fuck, my phone's going off. Um, John Travolta and then John Travolta and ONJ, Olivia Newton John. Summer. Show me more. Tell me more. Yeah. Mike, you went to see that movie. Oh, yeah. Were, yeah. You, were you struck by the uh, by the old men playing the teenagers? No. At the time. No, I was 10, you see, so they, they, they didn't look old. And I uh, heard a fa- fascinating fact about Olivia Newton-John the other day. Where's Olivia Newton-John from? Australia. <coughs> She's English, moved to Australia. Ah. <clears throat> Where are the Bee Gees from? Australia. <clears throat> Manchester. English, English moved, moved to Australia. <laughs> and then moved back. <clears throat> yeah. Was it you telling me they called themselves the Bee Gees because they hated England or something like that? No. Because no. <laughs> they were like the British Bee, the, I don't know what it was. It was something to do with British fucking Bee Gees. I don't know. can't remember. Um, but... Uh, What's what's Sean Ryder? I was watching a clip of Sean Ryder on Gogglebox. Sean Ryder, <laughs> Happy Mondays, and there was something on about uh, Greece, and he he calls he called Olivia Newton John Olivia Neutron Bomb. Yeah, that was her name. Was that That's what she was called? Yeah, oh. remember she did the um she did that video called Let's Get Physical. Let's get physical. Physical. I wanna get physical. Physical. And that's when yeah. Yeah, that was interesting. That was was that was that interesting for you, Mike? Was that your, the first stirrings when watching Olivia Newton-John? Let's get physical. Well, it was the DJ, the English DJ Kenny. What's his name? You said Kenny, 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 with the big hands. Uh, the really in, uh, interesting. Kenny big hands. Yeah, we're going to call him Kenny. Big Kenny hands. Noble. No, Kenny, Kenny Barnable. Everett. Kenny Everett. The Kenny Everett show would have called her Olivia Neutron Bomb and done a sort of something about her every week. Um, and yeah, but he, I mean, she was wearing spandex, like wowzer. We had never seen anything like this. It was wowzer, wowzer. Things are happening in my trouser. Mm, they, were, yeah. they were wearing her. 
Yeah, very much so. And did you know that spandex is an anagram of expand? <laughs> no, I didn't. Well, I think we can leave it there. I think that's the podcast done. <laughs> we're not going to beat that. No, we're not. I think it's expands. But yeah, but it's true, though. It does expand. Wow. That's amazing. Wow. wow. Check, <laughs> check, check, check it out. Here, Mike. <laughs> yeah. I have a couple of emails for you here. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. From Ken I, Howard. Yeah, do you hate these, dude? No, I know. I, I like them, but I never have, know how to sort of react to them. Yeah, you just read them out and then move on. Um, <laughs> That's really like, fuck these people. Right? Yeah, just give them a little bit of a hat tip and then move on. Don't <laughs> indulge them too much. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, I, I've worked, I worked with people in radio that like hated people. Like, I used to say to people, but the people that text in love your show, they're fans. Like you mm. should, and like they'd be, you'd be on radio, people would be giving out, going, "Fuck, what the fuck's he emailing in? What's he texting in about? What a dickhead!" You're like, "What? He loves the show. He's trying to get involved. It's a good thing." Yeah. Oh, he's annoying me. He's annoying me now. <laughs> like, oh my god, wow. Oh, people are weird, especially radio people. Anyway, no, um, I, I love the fact that somebody has actually taken the time to put. Like pen, not pen, but fingertip. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're listening. Right. They're getting involved. They're, you know, that's good. Uh, Ken Howard, um, he says, "I'm 40 and I've never heard about the goo." Ah, good uh, man, Ken. Maybe it's not a thing in the U.S. Are you a U.S. man, Ken Howard? Ken Howard uh, is he anything to Ron Howard? Do you think well, he's his brother? Could be. It could be. I'd say a son, maybe, because he's only 40. Ron's probably 70, isn't he? Yeah, I suppose, but then again, you talk about that. The Fonz was about 60 and he was going, hey. <laughs> <laughs> he, was cool. he was like, how do you do, fellow kids? Um, hey. Maybe it's not a thing in the US. Probably just keep made it up, which he's permitted to do as a podcaster. Take care, Ken, which I'm now going to give an American accent to. Thank you, hey. Ken. <laughs> sheesh, oh. sheesh, sheesh. Jesus. Your accent work. Your, 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 your accents are shit. I know. I, and yeah. I, I'm happy that they're shit. Now, I used to think that I did good accents. Now that I know they're shit, I'm a lot more comfortable with the whole thing. There you um, go. Thank you, Ken. I think you're right, by the way. I want you to try and try to tell me how, how I think this email is some kind of hoax or con or something. And this guy's a con artist, but I can't figure out how. Oh. But I, I'll read it out anyway. Uh, this is a guy from Chicago. Oh. And his name is Maxwell Donald. So he emailed... Uh, he didn't say like, hi, Keith. So it was just like, you know, my name is Maxwell Donald from Chicago, Illinois. I've been on the lookout for some artworks lately in regards to my wife's, I and my wife's, that's a weird way of putting it, isn't it? My wife and I, regards to I and my wife's anniversary. Would you say I and my wife's? Well, it it depends. If English is not your um, first language, and let's face it, we're, we're out in the globe. We're out in the stratosphere, man. Yeah, we're, we're bouncing off the troposphere. So yeah, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna correct. If somebody's like uh, taking the time, the no, Maxwell, you fucking, you fucking, you can't say I and my wife. Sorry, Maxwell, I'm taking you up on this. I am. No, I wouldn't be such a. I wouldn't be such a sort of grammatical prick. I'd rather if you, if you said me and me wife. With, with, instead of spelling my, spell me. Me and me wife. Meself and me ma. Me and the missus. I have been on the lookout for some artworks lately in regards to myself and the missus anniversary, which is just around the corner. That being said, 
I would like to purchase a surprise gift to my wife in honor of our upcoming wedding anniversary. So he kind of repeated himself there. I got the wedding anniversary thing, Donald Maxwell or Maxwell Donald or whatever your name is, guy with two first names. Hold on a sec. You're not being exactly welcome here. Be, be, be a little bit more. I'm, I'm done with Donald Maxwell or Maxwell Donald. Like it's it says Donald Maxwell at the start and then he signs it off Maxwell. So is his name? Oh, no, it is Maxwell Donald. Okay, sorry, Maxwell. Take it back. <laughs> But, he's, but he said, I've been on the lookout for some artworks lately in regards to I and my wife's anniversary, which is just around the corner. Okay. With that being said, I would like to purchase a surprise gift to my wife in honor of our upcoming wedding anniversary. I think he's he could just, have, he have worded just, that better. Fuck it. We're not all advertising executives. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm very much of the opinion that if people haven't got good diction um, and sometimes can't write properly, mm. they may have all sorts of things that lead them. As long as he's communicating, he's communicating, he loves his wife. Okay. okay. That's, so, what, that's what I'm hearing. All right. I love my wife. It's her anniversary. And yeah. here we go. It would be of help if you could send some pictures of your piece of works. So, so not pieces of work, piece of works yeah. with their respective prices and sizes which are ready for immediate or close to immediate. So you don't have to finish the paintings yet, Mike. Don't be freaking out, all right? Hmm. Which are ready for immediate or close to immediate sales. My budget for this is, now wait for this. This is the money, cha-ching. Okay. Within the price range of $500 to $6,000. That's a big wide budget, isn't it? Like normally you'd be, you'd be kind of like, you'd, you'd have an idea of like, well, I want to buy my wife a painting. Like it's either six thousand or five hundred dollars. Like that's a huge. That yeah, that's not <clears throat> okay. Something isn't sounding right here. Like if I was, if I had six thousand dollars in my budget, I'd be saying my budget is up to six thousand dollars. You know, and yeah. then and, and then you're going, okay, I can do you something for. Then I could do you a painting for five grand or something. Like that. Looking forward to uh, to reading from you. In a view to knowing more about your pieces of inventory, with regards from Maxwell. What do we do at Maxwell? Oh, tell him to fuck off. It's a fucking fish, isn't it? It's a fuck, fuck off, Maxwell. <laughs> How is it a fish, though? I couldn't figure out. It was like, what? You just reply to them and then they steal all your uh, information, is it? That's one of those sort of like, you know, kind of naive type things. We get them at work all the time. They come yeah. into like a, a dodgy inbox. Like, this is the picture that I've been sending around. If you want to have a look at my uh, blah, blah, blah here. And all of a sudden you you, you click on it. Not that I've ever clicked on it, of course. <laughs> and oh, you go yeah. to some really, really dodgy sort of websites where you've got to pay for all sorts of stuff. Just to get out. Yeah, and I'm not talking dark web. I'm talking sort of like, sort of, uh, yeah, dusk web. Okay. Not, not completely dark, yeah. Um, but I can't figure out what the what the fish, because if I reply to him, that it's just a Gmail account. Isn't it? It looks like, well, I suppose it could, it could be anything. Uh, yeah, if you look at the details of that account. I want to reply to him and offer him a painting that me and you could work on together and sell it to him for five grand. I will quite happily sit in a uh, a five litre tub of white paint or black, whatever colour he specifies, yeah. and uh, do an arse painting. Ah, I like that idea. Okay. Yeah. I'll reply to him and say, we are happy to do an arse painting for you for five grand. <laughs> Yeah, we like a photocopier, but live. <laughs> Hang on, so I just reply to him. We'd be very happy <laughs> to. Hopefully, he'll get back to us. Just let him know that we'll shower first. Well, oh, I yeah. certainly will, anyway. Um, I don't want there to be any sort of sort of 
marks of feces. Arse panting. Uh, we'd be very happy to supply you with one of Mike's uh, arse paintings. Uh, if you could let us know which your color, bank details, <laughs> which color you'd prefer. What colors do you have, Mike? Um, I've got some uh, sort of orangey stuff left over from the kitchen. Has but, some orangey stuff. Yeah. Maybe that, maybe you should do a typing course, Keith. No, uh, you're writing for a living. <laughs> my my typing is not the best, I'd have to say. No, nor is mine, and I don't mean that as an insult. No, no, I'd love to do. I did a typing course as part of my first year in college. It was like, and I could I could type fast then. I used to be able to type looking at not looking at the keyboard, just type obviously looking at yeah. the, the piece of paper. Uh, he has some orangey stuff left over from the kitchen. Um, I've also got some matte white ceiling paint. Oh, that's not complicated. Uh, please <laughs> <laughs> send on your. Thanks <laughs> all your bag details as soon as you can. Yeah. And we'll do it for $5,005. Lovely stuff. Um, oh, you have to put in the price. Please Plus send... uh, postage. Yeah. Uh, this will cost five thousand. Five thousand is that it? What, and five, five, five thousand five, five plus postage. Yeah. Okay, that's good. That's good. He's getting a good deal here. Five thousand. Right five dollars plus postage. Excellent. All right. Nice one. That's been sent to Donald Maxwell. We'd be very happy to supply one of Mike's arse paintings if you could let us know which colour you prefer. He has, I don't know what he has said, which colour you'd prefer. But then I only put in one colour. And there's you <laughs> taking the piss out of this man. Communicate. <laughs> <laughs> which colour you prefer. He has some orangey stuff left over from the kitchen. Please send your bank details as soon as you can. This will cost you $5,005 plus postage. Done. Nice one. Good job. That was worth it. That's a nice yeah, bit of business. Isn't it? Yeah. That's sale done. Cha-ching! Cha-ching! We are... This is like... Uh, I never thought that doing the podcast would lead us to making money in that way by doing arse paintings. Huge wealth from my sphincter. <laughs> what, will, your, will your sphincter be included? I was thinking it would just be cheeks, arse cheek work. No, I could, I could do a bit of sphincter stuff, I'm sure. I, I'm sure I could sort of... Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Extra, maybe a little bit of the back of the testicles. Oh, you, they, they could get involved, yeah. A little, <laughs> little bit of scrotum. I should, I should have, I should have, I should have asked him if he wanted a bit of scrotum and sphincter, or just the cheeks. Well, listen, we'll, we've opened it up. Yeah, we'll get back to him. Yeah, he might, yeah, have, yeah, he yeah. might have other questions. Yeah, but we don't have a lot of time. We got like his his anniversary is soon, so yeah, he needs you know, to get his shit together. He, he well. needs to, he needs to get his shit together. Like yeah. I didn't want to say it to him, he's kind of left it late, you know, yeah. and like the. Like it's you know it's important. It's a big anniversary. Typical fucking man. Yeah, typical man. Yeah, two two first name man, Donald Maxwell. Like you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, do we get any other people writing to us? That was it. That was it. They, yeah, oh. and that, I and I'd say Donald Maxwell probably didn't write to us. That was probably just a bit of spam. But... Maybe he did. You don't know. You don't. You just don't know. 
There's all sorts of fucked up people out there. Do you think he'd listen to the podcast and then say, these guys might be good for a painting for my anniversary? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They sound like that's exactly what they do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's probably heard you talk about your cards, you see. Oh, yeah, maybe, yeah. And he wants a big big arse painting from you because he heard me talk about drawing cards. There you go. Arsing with Keith. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not doing the arsing. I'm... I'm just a salesman in the arsing paintings. Um, did you, can I ask a question? Because the nightclubs opened again oh, last yeah, night. They're yeah. back. Were you out last night at a nightclub? Uh, yeah, I was. I uh, was out of two nightclubs, actually. Um, <laughs> no, but with, there's this hot stuff happening in this house at the moment. Because, of course, you know, the teenage discos, I'm sure they're the same in every county. There's one in Ennis called the Queens, which is, you know, it's massive. It's everybody goes to the Queens and gets their first shift. Um, and of course, for the last two years, you might say my son's formative years from sort of 14 up to 16, it's been shut. Yeah. <clears throat> and he showed no interest in going sort of first and second year disco. So he missed out. So hot off the press, the Queens released an extra 400 tickets <gasps> for Monday night. No. Yeah, so we have been, I've spent most of yesterday sort of photocopy, not really most of yesterday, but doing photocopies of photo ID and they've got to have their COVID cert and everything. Because even, yeah, they, they, do, they do not trust any, and quite rightly, I think, yeah, you know, because yeah. these, these could turn into super spreader events. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, um, but kids are going, well, I'll just take a picture of me and I'll do, you know, the, you know, overcomplicating stuff. And if you send me a Snapchat of your COVID, sir, then they can doop, scan it. And it's like, well, that's not going to work, really, because I want photo ID. Mm. And Jimmy's going to me, well, I don't really need photo ID, do I? But you've got your cert. You've got just take a picture of your passport, and off you go. And they get all the all they need, you know. So you're not taking your passport with you, and they've allowed that to happen because they don't want loads of teenagers puking their first bottle of vodka all over their passport. Passport, yeah. And um, uh, so he ha- he's vaccinated. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I haven't yeah because because my son is thirteen, but we haven't. It's probably time to consider. Oh yeah, you, you can get him done. Yeah, we haven't really thought about it. Oh fuck me, get him off, get him get him shot up because it just make it be a pain in the hole for you going into the future if you want to go anywhere quickly. Ball ache. They don't have to be. But, but and, it's and handy. yeah, and there's a considerable amount of people uh within the and I'm gonna use the most annoying word on the planet, cohort mm-hmm. of that age group who are not doing it. Because, you know, it's my right and, you know, uh, it's, it's about my mental health and they're throwing every excuse they can at it. Yeah. And I know, and I know you're there and your eyebrows are going up. No, I'm just, <laughs> but, I, 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 I was just doing that to throw you off. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> is, you've got remarkably good eyebrows. Jesus, they are very expressive. Yeah, but there's a lot of people using um, uh, Facebook type of stuff, um, you know, this sort of, anti-vax crack uh <laughs> ladies and gentlemen he's moving his eyebrows he's roger moore-esque i can tell you that um yeah now he looks like he's gonna vomit yeah <laughs> so yeah there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh non-uptake in the sort of i'm gonna say 17 to 12s i think we'd be happy to do it and i think he'd be happy to have it we just you see he got his other um he got his uh 
what's the H- one HPV? HPV, yeah, recently. Yeah, yeah. So and, and and actually, it was in the same place. I wonder, did they just throw in an old um, COVID vaccine while he was there? Probably no, was. no, no. They need your consent. Um, and with the HPV thing, we, I mean, they were crying out. They threw away a load of HPV stuff. And we had to go because Jimmy wasn't of the age where it came in. So they started, I mean, there has to be a start off point. I understand that in sort of, let's say 2017, mm. it, it was first years all get it. <clears throat> so it's such a poor take up um, and they threw stuff out, but we had to pay, get this 900 euros for the HPV vaccine. What? 900 euros even though a lot of stuff had been thrown out yep well it's very uh, well can i say it to you and your 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 good wife that's very responsible because i think most people would be like i'm not paying 900 euro and ultimately at some stage possibly putting someone's life at risk absolutely and it's more for women's health obviously yeah it, it, yeah, 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 yeah it is totally, yeah i mean it's totally for women's health yeah i couldn't understand why they just didn't you know Say, okay, got some third years or fourth years or fifth years who are, you know, yeah, who want it. Yeah. Put a put a bing bong out on the school thing. We'll come back yeah. tomorrow if you've got consent. Yeah. Put a bing bong out in the thing, hung. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Bing, bing bong. bong. All, all fifth years, if you fancy uh, an injection tomorrow. Uh, but I know, it's taking a fucking piss. Yeah. 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 And you watch these campaigns online. Lots. Who, how many people have died or are dying from? cervical or other cancers related to the hpv yeah. and and we look at them and we we kind of go oh isn't that terrible and we make them woman of the year they are and they're they're putting themselves out there and asking people to do it their mm. last wishes often yeah uh, please get people and their families that are just and it, it's you know they're out there campaigning and we're just Glittering it away like a bunch of fucking idiots. Mm. Well, we like we like the <clears throat> posts on Twitter and and Facebook. That's important. Yeah, oh, then yeah. Don't do anything about it. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah. Um. The, and I, and I just think it's the 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 like like women have fucking suffered enough, Mike, haven't they? Fucking right, they have. Like the shit they have to put up with, right? From us, from their own bodies, from. Yeah. Like the shit they have to go through. And then not only that, like if they do consent to us putting our willy near them, our fucking sperm can give them cancer. Like what the, like how fucked up is that? And there's a cure for that. And there's, and it's very easy to cure, uh, to stop yourself being the person who carries that HPV cancer thing. And, uh, and just do it people. Just do it. Don't be a, don't be a fucking shit. <clears throat> yeah, and I would say to you, get your son, get him, get him. Yeah, yeah. Get, don't be a prick. Don't get the prick. Don't be a prick. Yeah, yeah. Prick, prick yeah, okay. to me. Yeah, yeah. well, well, he's got the HPV, so we'll we'll get him. So that was the thing. It was yeah. it was on the horizon. So we, I was kind of worried about him getting two jabs close together. So when, once he re- he's recovered from that, no sort of ill side effects, which can happen, and and you know bad yeah. things can happen from anything you, you know yes from walking yeah, yeah, across yeah, yeah. the road so i think yeah. it, time is it's it's a good time now to get it done but also because you mentioned i'm sure he'll want to go to an old teenage disco at some point exactly exactly no mike hang on a sec that's how they get you that's how they fucking get you then yeah, yeah then the kids then the kids need the covid search to go into the the 
the, the teenage discos, then they, like then McDonald's are going to need a COVID cert. That's how they get you, man. Yeah, and then, that's how and they're that's, tracking you, man. That's how they're yeah. tracking you. That's how Bill yeah. Gates and his cronies are putting fights yeah. up your willy and giving and, and making you into a robot. I listened to a fantastic piece of radio this week on James O'Brien. Speaking of people who uh, I listened to a, little, a lot of James, you O'Brien. love James O'Brien. I love James O'Brien. I like his um, I like his willingness at the beginning of the program to come out with a hypothesis, mm. and what he wants to do is get people to argue him out of the way he's feeling. And this can be just a little picture on a page of a paper that he's looked at and gone, that's interesting. And he picks these odd little things. Now, I mean, he's an anti-Brexit, you know, he's he's anti the Conservative Party and anti all sorts of things, Mm. but is a rational sort of man. But there was a guy on there and he asked people to come on if they think they've been sort of brainwashed into thinking things. And there's an eight-minute clip. I think I liked it on Twitter. Uh, you can find you can follow James O'Brien on, on Twitter and and see the LBC link. And it's eight minutes of this guy saying how he turned from being completely non-political into being vehemently right, right-wing, racist. Um, everybody's going to Epstein's islands to feast on the blood of children to make them young type of lizard stuff. I mean, I mean, he covered everything. I mean, it was like, and he's laughing at himself saying that, you know, and it got to the, the stage where he was, he was down so many rabbit holes. And as he said himself, I'm still 89% or I'm 89% out of where I, out of where I was. There's 11% of me that still thinks people are out to get me. And people the good people who i know are good are there to convince me of other things and he was just like and he was <clears throat> he was talking about social media all of them and um it then came down to the stage that he was from a mixed race family in that his sister was of caribbean uh, origin and he was becoming anti immigration anti everything and his sister, who is like, on one hand, he's thinking, what can I buy her for Christmas? And the other hand is, how can I kill her sort of thing? So it was just fucking fascinating that wow. people can be. And, and this came about non-political till Trump took over. And his, he said his media, his whole world filled up with sort of pro this, pro that, anti this, anti that. And because some of it is said really positively, mm. it took him down even further wormholes and took him down and and. And all of a sudden, he's become highly politicized by the things he's... Re- and everything, of course, you start reinforcing because you start following people who kind of make sense the first time you listen to them. Then you think, oh, they're a bit mad, but then they kind of say the stuff that was sensible in the first place and just uh, everything's kind of rehashed in, you know, that they're really pounding in their points and throwing in a little bit of racism and kind of taking it back, but throwing it in mm-hmm. a little bit. And mm. throwing a bit of right wingism and Just anti this a suggestion, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Oh, it's fucking fascinating, yeah. And I, I and I've become highly highly political this week. Have you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. As well as that, or just in, like no, in, ge- in general, I, as well. Yeah, because it's funny because you say uh, you liked something on 
uh, Twitter because I liked James O'Brien's post about Claire Byrne talking to Nigel Farage. Yeah, yeah. And everybody smiles and goes, that's great. We should not be giving that man any oxygen. Even though she makes him look like a, a, a sort of a dick who doesn't know his history, everything he says is calculated. I know, but I would agree in this case because I think it's important that anybody in Ireland... So if you're Irish and you're looking at someone like Farage and going, yeah, he's fucking right. You know what I mean? He's right. But like we, we, we also need to get out of Europe, you know, <clears throat> um, it's important that she, that we see him for the idiot he is. And the fact that he's saying happy birthday to Cherry Adams and uh, for 70 quid or whatever, like, and then talking about, so what he was talking about was the Ireland fighting for their independence. Mm hmm. So why then were we happy to not be independent and be under mm -hmm. the rule of Europe? Exactly. To which somebody made several points about how, about the difference between being a member of an organization like the European Union or whatever it's called, European Economic, whatever, I, I don't know what even it's called now. Um, there's a difference between being a, mem a, a voluntary member of something that supports you rather than being under the rule of a country that wants to oppress you. And th 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 those are the major differences. We've chosen to be involved in this. It helps us. We still have our independence. It, 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 like what he was saying was ridiculous. And then like just, it was brilliant because the worry is that he does come over here and start, you know, giving speeches and people start going along. So if, if we see him in that light as this idiot who really doesn't, isn't, clued into what's going on really and is as you said everything he says is calculated everything he's like i mean about i mean him talking about ireland's independence oh yeah very calculated because if somebody just heard that in isolation they would be like yeah what the fuck what, what was the point of fighting for independence if now like we're like fucking stupid and it just gives person anybody who has any little reason for thinking that maybe we're better off without europe that's the ammunition that's the argument they make in the pub that's the argument they make around the dinner table but sure, what did we fight? What, what was the, what was the yeah? What was it all about? What was the independence? The the only problem I have with you is that you're intelligent, and the only problem I also have, well, it's actually two problems I have with you, is that you're looking at it on the media, as in from the RTE newsfeed, which gives the whole interview or whatever, or somebody else that gives something else. So little bits may be taken out, mm. and then you know, you Irish people. You've been taken over by England and now you're taken over by Europe. That standalone there is a terrible thing to say. And happy birthday, Jerry, up the ra, you know, or Chucky Erlar, whatever he's been saying this week can be snip bitted and put it in. So it's classic gaslighting. Absolute fucking. He's done this before and now he's here. And once he gets in, he gets his little fingers. There'll be people going, you know, there's enough, enough people in this country who are already anti everything. Yeah. Um, who will jump on his bandwagon because he's he's fantastic. He'll come out and promise you the earth, moon and stars. And he's a very charismatic figure. Mm. Um, and there's something about him. And he's just he's uh, oh, it, it makes my fucking skin crawl to see him getting the stuff on TV and on Twitter and on all the all the platforms because people are putting it up as a joke meme. You know, I can't believe he said this for 87 pounds because he's doing these things. Mm. But that's what he that's how he plays the game. Once he gets on mainstream media, all people have to hear is, you know, Europe, England. Mm. Persecution. Oh, no. 
And if you're even slightly in that sort of frame of mind, you're gone. So do you think that he's been saying these kind of happy birthday to Jerry Adams like on purpose? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, mm. I mean, he did once Sean South of Gary Owen as well. Yeah, yeah, that was like pretending was... not to know, you know, and he's done that a lot. Um, and he doesn't need that money. He does, he, you know, he is a he's a very wealthy individual. For him to be sitting down on his computer getting eighty quid a pop just to say, you know, just to sort of demean himself that's that's not his way. Mm. You know, he's part of a bigger old plan. And now, now I sound like a, I should you, you sound like, yeah, yeah. You sound yeah. like, I mean, I, I, I I'm, I, you're, you're, you know, I'm being James O'Brien here and I'm sort of open to being, you know, convinced by your argument and, yeah. you, you know, I'm, I'm being swayed towards your thinking. Um, I never, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Problem once, once racism and sort of negativity is out there, it's out there. You can't mm. back in the box and I'm an awful, I hate it. I just don't like him because he's got that real drinker, smokers, coffee. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. But you see, he puts on the accent then as well. Um, you know, and there's an awful lot of people who Irish or English would doff their cap and sort of tug their mm-hmm. furlock mm-hmm. to these type of people without even thinking about it. We do it. It's a reaction. We've been, again, gaslit that there are people who are more important than us and there are people who are less important than us. And that's that's a way of sort of society keeping us in our box. Maybe I should get my tinfoil hat on now. I think you need to you need to ring James O'Brien and tell him about the time you were you were uh, your head was turned. Yeah, but it's all been I've, I've had get this off massive... Facebook, Mike. Get off Facebook. Come on. I'm not I'm not on Facebook. That's the fucking reason. And I, I, I people at work come out with these statements and I say, did you get that at Facebook? And they go, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I, I can't, I can't, you know, I, I'm just not that sort of person now that just sits down and goes, mm, you know, I can't sit down and go that that's. Mm, I'm going to tell you, uh, I'm gonna yeah. explain that to you. Now. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't do Facebook and I, and I wouldn't really explain. I mean, it's a terrible thing, but I, I just wouldn't explain to people um, why what they're saying is wrong. You know, I mean, I just can't be arsed, which is probably yeah. a terrible thing, but you know. But you don't want to cross, come across like a pompous know-it-all git either. No, no, like I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to come across like you, Mike. Do you know what I mean? No, no, you don't. Um, but uh, yeah, so would nightclubs, would you? Oh, yeah, go on. were you a nightclub person? Oh, yeah, yeah, back yeah. in the day, yeah, yeah, there was a place, um, in oh, yeah, there was like Tropics in Limerick, phenomenal nightclub. What was and Tropics they, like? Uh, Tropics was that sort of um it had a balcony and a big dance floor it had the sort of coving seats around it you know those sort of like you could smooch in there um all the rugby clubs in limerick had their saturday night disco bows and all, all of them um gary own um all the big hotels had a nightclub and probably the best thing if you went into the city um to the george to where tropics was uh you would pay your pound 50 or whatever and then you would get your token and then at midnight you would get your chicken in a basket with chips mm, mm, mm. best thing the only reason you went was for the chicken in the basket <clears throat> pretty much yeah we used to and get it, a we used to get a curry oh oh uh, fuck that's bad news mm. that's kind of hiding the bad meat you don't know what's in it really no you don't know no. and it was cl- and it was it was close to the curse so it could have been like horse or anything or, sh- or sheep 
Sheep is you, okay. might, well, you might as well eat a sheep and if you're a horse. It's horse yeah. all right. Well, I, like, I, 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 yeah. I'm still alive. No, I, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As long I mean, as it wasn't human meat. I think somebody used to say about uh, tropics that the, the, the chicken in the basket was so good you'd taste it twice on the way in and <laughs> on the, the way, way back out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they had those sort of smoky mirrors that when you walked in there, you looked like somebody from Wham. Oh, wow. You know, you, you were dark and like, wow. And the ultraviolet lights so of your teeth shone. That's oh, yeah. right. Yeah, I remember yeah. going into nightclubs and seeing myself in the mirror and being like, oh, I look great. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going every... back out and you're fucking pasty. And... <laughs> <laughs> you look like, you look like Gollum. <laughs> Sweating. It takes you two weeks to go white. Quasimodo. Quasimodo <laughs> lurching around trying to get look, a taxi. Any bit of fluff you had. On your clothes, then. Oh yeah, any dandruff, yeah, frame. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it would shine up. Yeah. yeah, you had to have, you had to give no dandruff. Yeah, Jesus, yeah, yeah. be careful that. But uh, yeah, good to see the nightclubs back. I hope, I hope it's not like a short-lived where they go. Yeah, we opened up the nightclubs and um, everybody got really sick, and now the ICU beds are full and we're all fucked, so we have to close them again. Uh, yeah. I really hope for the younger people, but they got like my daughter, and it, it's it, it's like my daughter hasn't been. She's nineteen now, and she hadn't been to a nightclub legally. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. So she kind of she kind of missed two years of nightclubbing and, and yeah, similar yeah. to your Jimmy, like those formative like seventy, yeah. eighty, nineteen, those years when you can start going to the big nightclubs. So she went out last night in Waterford, um, and wow, yeah, got up and came home. She was home, she was in work today, so they were home by nine o'clock this morning. Oh Jesus! Mm. Yeah. Oh. oh Jesus! Right. Oh well, she won't do that too frequently. No, but you got to do it. You got to do it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, listen, yeah. we've, we've, I think we've all done it. Were you a nightclubber? Yeah, I was like, I like nightclubs. Um, there was a night, famous nightclub here in Kildare called Nijinsky's, named after the ballerina, named after the horse, or the other way around, uh, Nijinsky's. And um, that was a great nightclub. Yeah, she, oh, Nijinsky, didn't she marry um, the dodgy film director? Um, I the Russian guy wasn't there a picture of her with a snake wrapped around her? What's or am I talking about something completely different? You might be talking about something completely different. I feel like Nijinsky was a horse, right? Roman Polanski is what I'm thinking of. But was Nijinsky? No, I'm thinking Natasha Kinsky. Ah, uh, yes, because I was thinking, I think Nijinsky was a male ballerina. Okay, and I didn't right. want to say that just in case you knew more. Vaslav Nijinsky was a ballet dancer and choreographer cited as the greatest male dancer of the early 20th century boom apart apart from Keith yeah well I think I've never I never went up against him in competition but I'd have been right up there born in Kiev to Polish parents Nijinsky grew up in Imperial Russia but considers himself to be Polish Uh, so that's Nijinsky and then the horse is named after him and then the nightclub is named after the horse because it's on the Kura um, okay okay right brilliant yeah uh so we used to go to Nijinsky's. there was a there was an a, an alternative night Nijinsky's where it was all stone roses pixies violent femmes the cure a bit of iron maiden a bit of acdc a bit of guns and roses a bit of you know a bit of uh fields of the nephilim a bit of you know sort of yeah wouldn't it be my of, cup of tea now a bit of uh, nirvana a bit of grunge a bit of pearl jam we were we we were that was when we were in our pump and we went to that regularly i went to that I must have gone that to that disco every most weekends for about three or four years. And I uh, think on Spotify, you've done a, a Nijinsky's playlist. 
Burgle Firk has. Yes, I knew somebody I, had done one. Yeah, yeah. I, I might have added to it, but yeah, we did. We did the ultimate Ajinski's um, uh, uh, playlist, which you can find there on Spotify. I think it was Fergal Burke Spotify. I probably shared it, so you can look for me. Look up, look for me on Spotify. But um, then I started, and then I went to Dublin. Okay. And then I went to like dance proper dance clubs, like oh yeah, yeah, like whistles around your neck. Kind of, yeah. I mean, we, it, it, I wasn't quite into the whistles around the neck, but we were. But it was about getting dressed up to the nines and going oh. to a nightclub and not going, not leaving the house till like midnight. Oh, mm. right, okay. And then you'd go to there was a place in Dublin called Pod Place of Dance, and it was just like. And when you say you get dressed up, I mean like. <laughs> Would you get dressed up in like um like a suit? No, it would be very no, no. like uh like I would have a very skin tight uh oh you might have had like leather pants. Oh, oh fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't imagine. Yeah, you'd be like <laughs> like dressed up like a pop star or something, like yeah. dressed up yeah. like a fucking you'd look like a cunt. Dressed <laughs> up like a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Place of cunt, it was called, not place of dance. <laughs> place of cunts, that's a much better name. Bunch of cunts. Bunch of cunts. <laughs> a B-U-C, I used to have a nightclub called Buck. B-U-C, bunch of cunts. Um, <sighs> but uh, yeah, we used to get properly, like, it was It was serious. We did have, And like, like, it was serious, like, up all night, dancing all night, and it was so bad that I, at some one point, I just we had just had to leave Dublin to get away from oh the scene, you know. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. okay, I hear you. Yeah, I yeah. was never into the um, <laughs> I was more late bars, um, kind of little dance floor type of thing. And uh, there were a load of um nightclubs around South Kensington when we worked in juries, and there was one with a swing in it that I yeah. seem to remember. Um, yeah, Richard O'Sullivan. It was like it was, um, there was a Joan Collins movie that had like a her sitting naked on a swing, and there were sort of roses all around the thing. Uh, and it was like it was a beautiful garden swing, and she was naked. And that was one of the early things that I saw a, na- a naked lady, Joan Collins, go, oh, she's on a swing. And I think I saw the top of her pajassel. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> and they had one of these in this nightclub. And of course, fuck it, I sat up on top of the fucking thing. And all of a sudden, I think Seamus McGowan, who was the general manager, gave me a push. And he was a big fucking lad. Give me a push. And I was like across the dance floor. <laughs> my oh. fucking knees. Couldn't walk straight for a week. Fuck. I think that's probably my back injury right there. Oh, wow. You know, like I was catapulted. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Arms are flailing. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The old swingers clubs. Ah, no, it wasn't a swingers club. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think I went to any nightclubs in South Kensington. I probably was too, too much of a hippie to. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. They probably wouldn't let me in. Yeah, it was all sort of like BGs, B fifty twos, real discoy type stuff, you know. What about the nightclub that was downstairs from the hotel we worked oh, in? Maybe, maybe don't oh, name it, but that was yeah. Uh, that was yeah. was that mad? Was this? I remember. Yeah, I feel like I went down there for a drink one night. Oh, we used to go down there all the time because we could because we had yeah. the keys. Um, 
I, I can't, you know what? I can't remember the name of the place, but it was, it was taken over by, it was part of the hotel and the management were taken over, um, were taken in as part of buying the hotel. Yeah. Um, they wanted to put an Irish bar down there, but your man said, no, 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 no. Give me a couple of weeks. I'll see, you'll see the profits go through the roof. It was, it was an Italian guy mm. who looked like um, a mix between Berlusconi and Sarkozy. He, I mean, he left a trail of slime after him. He was unreal and always had these really, he was small little guy, dark white teeth yeah. and uh, always had like, Surrounded by five foot eleven Russian um models. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he always yeah, had yeah. girls on his arm. Oh, on like literally on his arms all the time. Couldn't go without one. Like, you know, you could never ask him a question. What time are you opening tonight? Hey, baby, hey, speak to the people, speak to the people. Yeah, and he's uh yeah, so and then you'd go down to the nightclub and it'd be nobody there. Yeah, people would come and go. Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yet the receipts would be fantastic. Anywho. Uh, yeah. People would come and buy very expensive champagne, but maybe exactly. there'd be no empty bottles or something like that. There ah, you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Shit. Wish I'd known that. Um, anyway, the nightclubs are back. That's the main thing. Mike, have yeah. you any recommendations for us this week for check to check check? Check it out. What, 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 what's it all about? Um, and if you don't, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. if you don't, that's fine. Because I think, I think, I think what we need to do is finish off this week's podcast by you singing the song of our people. I mean, our producer. Oh, fuck, I, I haven't. Uh, I don't have a copy of it. Um, do I have it on my? You haven't prepared. Person? You haven't prepared. No, I haven't prepared. Um, but I can tell you about something um, called Ninety Nine Percent Invisible. A podcast. Go for it, I, yeah. I, I would recommend to a friend. I'm looking it up now. Yeah, you can you can see what it says on it. Ninety nine percent invisible. Um, ninety nine um, luft balloons. Is that it? No. Ninety nine problems. Jay Z. Ninety nine percent invisible. The podcast. Okay. Will I read it out for you, Mike? Yeah. What does it say? Design is everywhere in our lives. Perhaps most importantly, in the places where we've just stopped noticing. <laughs> 99% Invisible is a weekly exploration of the process and power of design and architecture from award-winning producer Roman Mars. Learn more at 99percentinvisible.org. What's it about, Mike? So, what? check, check, check it out. Um, so... Um, I wasn't. Um, uh, I wasn't. I wasn't aware that that was actually the the sort of the tagline for it there. But somebody just said to me, "Listen to Ninety Nine Percent Invisible." I put on Ninety Nine Percent Invisible, and I put it on random, random. There's about four hundred and fifty of them, and they're all half hour things. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't say you'd have to catch up or listen to them in any order. They're all standalone. But if you've got half an hour, bit of hoovering, bit of gardening, got the earphones in, listen to them. I listened to one about um, printing presses in the early 1900s right on the east and west coast of america they used to print that was the only way you had media um but the paper was quite absorbent and in the summertime there'd be a lot of moisture in the air humidity so uh, you wouldn't get a clear print so this italiano guy italian yeah see he decided to um 
kind of design this machine by blowing I make, something. I make a machine. See, um, to make it, um, he wanted to actually condition the air around the printer wow. so that the ink was done at a normal temperature so that it didn't spill out. The humidity was taken out of the paper and whatever. And the, 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 the sort of the, the back end of that, the mistake was it cooled the air as it did it. Cause he used ice to do ice. the yeah. cooling. Yeah. So they realized that all the people who were working in the printing press would go to the printing press room to have their lunch in the height of summer. And then he thought, you know what? I'll go to the cinema because the cinemas are shut during the summer. People were only living in the East and the West of America at this stage. Okay, The Southern states were very poor. The houses were huge if you had one because you had to have a veranda and fans and all sorts of stuff or else you just lived in the heat in the swamps. It was horrible. Um, So he went to a cinema and he said, "Uh, listen, I can give you this and maybe you can use it. So Air conditioning was born, but as a mistake, the summer blockbuster was born. So people would go in their fucking thousands to the cinema because it was cold in 40 degree heat. No. And then some guy said, you know what? I can do that. If we knock out a window of a house, I can scale it down so it can be small enough to have it, whatever. And so that became people then started migrating to the southern states of america and the northern so you could heat and cool your house and uh, condition your air um and it started off this mad thing and then they started talking about the design of buildings before that they were all big verandas and all this sort of stuff and then in in the big cities you could build tower blocks which didn't need ventilation and room um and the air conditioning was born they started talking about the electricity more electricity is used in america in air conditioning than any other, anything else put together, than everything else put together. Wow. So it's completely fucked it. So then an Indian guy comes yeah. on and goes, uh, in Mumbai, it gets to 40 degrees all the time. Isn't it funny that, isn't, isn't it funny how you could do the Italian accent, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't do the Indian accent because that would be, no. right. yeah. No, exactly. That would yeah. be culturally really unsound. Wrong. Yeah. 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 That would be very bad. Okay. So Indian guy comes on and he says, uh, it's 40 degrees in Mumbai during the summer. We're all building um, buildings with air conditioning, but we haven't got the electricity and we're, we're a developing country and we want to think about this. So what we're doing is we're going back to the old days of the Raj and whatever, when they built buildings and they put water in between them. So they build the buildings around water and that water would rise up and cool the actual building during the day. So, they're now designing buildings surrounded by and encompassing water in, in India so as not to use air conditioning. And they can bring the temperature of 40 degrees in your building down to about 25, which is perfectly acceptable. So it's just, you know, it's what you're, what you're used to and whatever. And people are used to going in and out, putting on 17 degrees and being a bit chilly, but, you know, at least it's not too hot. But the people in India are going, no, 40 degrees at home is really fucking hot. If we can entice them into a building, it's 25 degrees. It's cool. It's perfectly workable. They're okay. It's all about your expectations. And it's all done by mistake. Wow. Yeah. And that was just 25 minutes of this program. That is fascinating. It says here, um, episode 462, I can't believe it's pink margarine. 
<laughs> and uh, here's the here's the the blurb. Margarine margarine is yellow like butter, but it hasn't always been. At times and in places, it has been a bland white or even a dull pink. These strange variations were a byproduct of a 150-year war to destroy margarine and everything it stands for. During this epic fight for survival, margarine has had to reinvent itself over and over again. So the story of margarine, that's that I'm I'm delighted. Yeah. I love this podcast. I haven't even listened to them and no. I love it. I I uh, learned a fact when uh, during the week when Queen Victoria used to go up to Scotland to play golf. Oh, yeah. She would have her her uh, the, the lads that would carry the bags for her were cadets. So as she played golf, she the cadets would carry her bags. She called her cadets. What, Mike? Caddies. Wowzer. That's where the golf caddy came from. Wow. Boom. Wow, that is an interest. Even if that's made up, that is very, very interesting. And if it goes quiet in Copperface Jacks tonight <laughs> and you're not shifting anyone, bring that with you. Yeah. Yeah, bring that'll, that out of your bag. Oh, that'll impress anybody. Yeah, oh, yeah. fucking nice one. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll have to come back. Sorry, Burgel Furk, producer. We'll come back with your song that was so brilliantly crafted and yeah. beautifully made. But we we need to give it the time, and we need to. We, we really do. Yeah, we need to. We need to practice it. Probably. Like we, I mean, we do a lot of pre-production work anyway for yeah, the podcast, yeah, yeah. but we yeah, need to yeah. do a bit more. Um, so we, so we'll give it that time that it deserves. Yeah, we need to do things like we need a tuning fork. We need to see what key we're singing and mm. that sort of stuff. Who yeah. we're going to do the backing? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's a big job. We uh, just want to do it properly. Um, so, Mike, listen, enjoy your crazy weekend of nightclubbing, and you're working tomorrow, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that, man. And it's okay. Hopefully, I'll get this, hopefully, I'll get this podcast out at some stage. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> Seems as <laughs> the other one hasn't gone out yet. Go oh, out today. All out together. Yeah. Oh, just People will be delighted. They'll get like, oh, yeah. 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 Don't, yeah. You, love, don't you love it when your favorite podcast like just suddenly doubles up? Yeah. yeah. It's like birthday presents. <laughs> I know you've got to go and do something. Yeah, you've got I somebody do. waiting for you to do something. Yes. Cool. See you, Mike. Uh, thank you very much. This has been the Keith Walsh podcast. Oh, thanks to Aircast. Th- thanks to Mike. Thanks to the good people of juries and kensington yeah for giving us material yeah <laughs> for for bringing us together mike without oh. them without them none of this would have happened no oh something that your dog is barking the door's gone the door's oh, gone the dog's barking i better go right okay good luck bye, see you, mike. bye. Have, a, have a great day and you miss you bye see you. say hello to claire bye. Not, bye claire is where he lives it's not like yeah Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.